Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Invite you to hear now the word of the Lord from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. It says this. It says, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. This is the word of the Lord. Say thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Lord, how, how grateful we are for this day, for the beauty of this day. How grateful we are to be able to call Tulare home. The 50-year relationship that you've created between this church and its people and the people of this city. Um, what an honor it is. And so, Lord, as we've been singing about, as we've been talking about, allow us, Lord, to be your hands and feet today. Allow us to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in this community that you've called us into Allow us to shine brightly the light of the gospel, a light that shines in the darkness, a light that the darkness could not ever overcome. And Lord, as we go, allow us to think about, to pray about, to discern who our neighbor is and how we are called to love our neighbor. Lord, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Will the Lord be with you? Thank you so much. My name is Ryan. I'm one of the pastors here at Tulare Community Church. It is a special, special day indeed. It is Love Tulare Sunday. That means a very short service and an even shorter sermon. Please keep all of your celebration to yourself, okay? I'm very, very sensitive. We are not going to spend too much time in here. We are going to spend a lot of time out being the hands and feet of Jesus in our community But before we go uh, do what is on our t-shirts, before we go love to Larry, I want to first take a moment to look at what the Bible has to tell us about the fact that we're not only called to love our neighbor, called to love our community, called to love our city, because it's a nice thing to do. We're called to love our neighbor, called to love our city, called to love our community, because we're created to do just that. We are created to 
love. That's the sermon series that we've been spending time in over the last few weeks. Last week we looked at what does it mean to be created to be loved? What does it mean that God, our creator, has created us to be loved? And today we're going to spend just a couple minutes looking at what it means that we are created to love. What does it mean that we are created to love? And we're going to be answering two questions. Our passage has two answers for us to these two questions. Who are we created to love? And how are we created to love them? Who are we created to love? And how are we created to love them? Our passage has the answers to that question. Then we're going to go to the table. And then we're going to go and love to Larry. So our passage of scripture is uh, one of the most famous, if not the most famous parable, particularly that we have in the Western world. It's the parable of the Good Samaritan. I, I am almost positive you have at least heard this word, Good Samaritan, or you are familiar with the content of this passage and the parable that Jesus teaches. Uh, this phrase, good Samaritan or just Samaritan in general, it, it is essentially synonymous with being charitable, with being selfless with putting somebody else's needs and desires and wants before your own. And while that's all well and good, there's actually a couple layers to this parable that that are beyond just the surface level that we have to dig a little bit um, deeper to be able to understand exactly what Jesus was getting at. So what is happening in this parable exactly? Well, We're told that on an occasion, Jesus with his disciples and an expert in the Jewish law comes up to him, and the expert in the Jewish law wants to trip him up, wants to get Jesus to fall short, wants to get him to say something that isn't right. And so he asks him, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus, never answering a question directly, says, well, what is written in the law? How do you Read it. And the expert of the law quotes from the book of Deuteronomy and then quotes from the book of Leviticus. And he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, You have answered correctly. Go and do this, and you will live. Well, this expert in the law, perhaps wanting, not not feeling like he's satisfied that he has caught Jesus in a corner asks another question, and the expert of the law says, okay, that's fine, but who is my neighbor? If I'm called to love the Lord my God and I'm called to love my neighbor, who is my neighbor? And that's when Jesus gives us the parable of the Good Samaritan. He tells a story of a Jewish man who was traveling down the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. This is a very, very dangerous road, and the man is attacked. He is robbed, he is stripped of all he has, and he is left for dead. This was not an uncommon thing to happen on this road from Jerusalem to Jericho. We're told that he's lying on the side of the road half dead. If you were walking by, you wouldn't be sure if he was alive or if he was dead. He's lying there unconscious. We're told that during that day, a priest, a holy man, who is walking on this very same road from Jerusalem to Jericho, walks by this man who has been left for dead, sees him, and crosses to the other side of the road and goes on his way. Later that day, 
a Levite, another holy man. All priests were Levites. Not all Levites were priests, but all Levites definitely worked in the temple. So another holy, religious, righteous man. A Levite is walking down this same road from Jerusalem to Jericho. He sees the man who has been left half dead lying on the side of the road. And he crosses to the other side of the road, leaving the man to die. Later that day, a Samaritan who is walking that very same road sees the man lying half dead on the side of the road and does not cross to the other side of the road, but draws near to this man. He bandages the man's wounds. He pours oil and he pours wine on the man. Then the Samaritan takes this man, puts him on the Samaritan's own donkey, travels the rest of the road with the man on his donkey, takes him to an inn, pays to give him a room, takes care of him still, and then pays the innkeeper to take care of him for an additional couple of days while he's gone. Jesus asked the question, which of these three, the priest, the Levite, or the Samaritan, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the expert in, uh, the, expert in the law replies, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus says, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise, right? This is kind of a rah-rah, let's go, motivational kind of thing. On the surface, so you see somebody in need, you see somebody who is in need of help, you don't walk to the other side of the road, right? You draw near. You give them help. You go above and beyond, even at your own expense, to help them go and do likewise. And that's all good. It's moral. It's true. We should do that. But if we had more time, we'd be able to dig into the complexities of a Samaritan helping a Jew, kind of like a Palestinian helping an Israeli today in Gaza, or maybe a Ku Klux Klan member helping a civil rights activist in the 1960s, that kind of a dramatic cross-cultural assistance. If we had more time, we could go into depth about the who is my neighbor being even your own worst enemy, even the person you think lowest of, the person on the farthest other side of your political spectrum, the person on the farthest other side of your socioeconomic class or status, the person you think least of. Jesus says, well, that person is your neighbor. If we have more time, we could go into more detail on the who it is that we are going to love on today. But because we're short for time, we're going to focus more on the how. And the how comes to us in a word that if we don't read the Greek, if we don't read the original language that this passage was written in, we miss it's in verse 37. It's at the very end. When Jesus had asked in verse 36, which of these three men do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the expert in the law, in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Well, the Greek word there for mercy is elios. And it means compassion. And if you dig a little deeper, it means especially active. 
the one who had especially active compassion on him was his neighbor. How are we to love our neighbor who is even our worst enemy? How are we to do that? Well, let's look at how Jesus loves us first. Does Jesus say, man, that is so hard that you're lost in your sin and are unable to help yourself. I'm going to pray for you. Does Jesus say, hey, I'm thinking of you. I hope that all turns out well. Or does Jesus have active compassion on us by going to the cross on our behalf? Does Jesus love us not as a noun, but as a verb? How are we called to love our neighbor with compassion and with activity? Today, we have an opportunity to live this out. Today we have an opportunity to live into the love that Jesus loves us with that isn't a noun, that isn't stagnant, that isn't passive, but is a verb, that is active, and that is at work. Today we have an opportunity to love our neighbor who might be somebody you disagree with entirely, But if you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that person is your neighbor nonetheless. And we have an opportunity to love him or her, not only with our words, not only with our thoughts, but with our hands and with our feet. Today we have an opportunity to love as Jesus loved us. Today we have an opportunity to love to Larry. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.